Welcome to Dip and Sip with Bill and Nick. I'm Nick. And I'm Bill. And we will, or uh, on this podcast, what do we like to do? We like to uh, sip on drinks. Mm-hmm. We like to dip into the word. And we like to steep in the goodness of who Jesus is. That's the noise that Jesus makes. Literally when you open the Bible. What? What? When you open up your YouTube, I said YouTube app, your your version Bible app, your read scripture app, open up my heart into the unknown. Bam. So there it is. Uh, so, Bill, what is new with you? What's going on? Yeah, so, uh, you know, during this quarantine time, we tried to connect on uh, Zoom. It's this fun time, great time. Last night, we connected through our church and our youth, and it was just great to connect with each other, engage intentionally, just listen, and uh, yeah, enjoy each other. And while we're talking, my wife's there, and uh, our bulldog butters, and um, my son, Caleb, he's three months today uh no in two days three days and uh as we're hanging out um caleb gets lifted up just pukes on butter's head butter's just scared he's like but then all of a sudden he's like kind of enticed and he's like "Mm." and he's like starting to eat as the flow of throw up is dripping on his wrinkles and fat and chunks onto his face he's looking at me like dad help but at the same time, don't let the river stop. And I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at everyone's face on Zoom. They're like, uh, uh. And then some are like busting up laughing. And I'm like, well, guys. Um, and then all of a sudden, Butter's rolling in the throw up on the ground. My wife is laughing. She walks away with my child. And I'm like, well, hashtag real life. Real life, church visit, in our home. This is reality. Uh not putting on cologne, not putting on the nice collared tea. Like, this is church. So, glory to God in the highest. I think that's a beautiful story yeah. of what the church is supposed to be. Yeah. Just everything on the table. Take off all the masks. Yeah. Yeah, my baby barfed on my dog. And, and my then, dog ate it. And the dog ate it. Yeah. Yeah, that is a beautiful story. <laughs> I'm trying to find some Bible verses right now. Can't find anything about, you know, throw up. Unless it's like a dog returns to its throw up. Um, but that's, uh, what about, that's all I got. What about when Moses says, you know, you need to have a circumcision of the heart? I don't know what to say to that, man. What? Um, no, yeah. So, like, instead of just being like, oh, yeah, we've got to do this outward thing. It's really the inward thing that matters. Oh, dude, you just want like heart effect. Right yeah, now. you, you got, want heart. I'm thinking yeah, like, and you got to like crack open the doors of your chest, reveal your heart. Dang, dude. And when you do that, there's guts everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Um, and um, but you know what? You get to see the real Bill. Wow. Um. It's it's kind of crazy how you're talking about this grace of opening my sternum cracked open yeah guts getting a brave heart kind of feel right now though i'm not brave to let that open up you know what i mean but like once it's open like you're saying like this grace 
an overflow that needs to hit that it's heart. It's important. Yeah. Someone, a, a really famous person once said that home is where the heart is. And so your real home is in your chest. It's morbid. That's real. It's morbid. It's from uh, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Sounds like a evil child's musician. <sighs> Do you ever, have you never heard of this? Dr. Horrible's uh, sing-along? Dr. Horrible? Dr. Horrible's sing-along I don't even blog. want to Google it. It's, okay, so do you remember, it was like 2009? Around there when the white, the writer's strike was going on? Okay. Do you remember that? Um, a lot of TV shows were like being postponed because of the writer's strike? It's maybe a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. So some out-of-work actors or actors who didn't have anything to do um they came together and they wrote their own like youtube musical uh it was uh neil patrick harris nathan fillion felicia day um were like the main characters and it's a story about a villain named dr horrible who falls in love with this girl that he sees at the laundromat every day and he's actually like a really nice guy and then it turns out the superhero, Nathan Fillion, is like a jerk. But it's all musical, and it's really funny. Why did they have to name him... Why is his last name Horrible? That's like his supervillain name, Dr. Horrible. I thought he was a good guy. Well, he's not a good guy, but he's a nice guy. So he's a stalker at the laundromat. Uh, the protagonist is the villain. It's like the guy you're rooting for. <laughs> but he still has to do his laundry, so he goes to the... This comedy's got me on the edge of my seat, yeah, and I can't wait. It's can't really wait. good. I highly suggest it. Okay, it's catchy songs. There's one song where he wants to build a freeze ray to stop time, so that way he could not say awkward things to the girl. That's like the struggle for guys. Yeah, so that I could get that. I yeah. get that. That's a big deal. But. Trying to say the right thing for, for girls or just say the authentic thing, mm-hmm. you know, especially someone you like. I get that, man. The freeze ray. The freeze ray. Interesting. Yeah, he wants to build a freeze ray. You know, man, you don't know until you try it. That. But be careful <laughs> if you're going to be like, so I can try this. Like, no. No, that is not a that's great not philosophy. Or... It's great when it comes to food. Don't knock it until you try it. You know, just let's be, let's put it on a logical understanding factual understanding don't try something that's gonna hurt you that doesn't make sense try it <laughs> don't buy it uh <laughs> so like bill i should just like pirate all Snorting. of my movies I just burp i'm gonna try throat. i'm gonna try it and not buy it i need a drink for my coffee yuck man um boy i could tell the quarantine is starting <sighs> to get to us it's it's a lot man and uh, I think, as you said, um, boy, we need some grace. Mm-hmm. We need a lot of grace. And in fact, that's what we're talking about today on the podcast. We're going to be talking about grace. And specifically, we're going to be talking about why grace is so important. Uh, why is it such a theme in your Bible? Why is it such a theme in trusting in Jesus? Why is that so important? So we're going to talk about that today. Uh, we're going to take a little break, uh, get a little refill on our drinks, and uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that. 
Can't wait to uh, grace it up with you guys. Grace it up. Mm. We are all filled up, ready to go. So we're going to be talking about this doctrine of grace today. Mm. And uh, man, I think, I mean, <laughs> I, I almost said something silly, but uh, all of the doctrines that you find in your Bible are important. But grace, tell me if I'm saying something crazy here, Bill, but I think grace might be the most important. I would say yes. Yeah. That is probably one of the most important. Okay. So we're in agreement with that. We're done. We're going to go ahead and take a That's break. That's it. That's it. We, we finished. <laughs> it's the most Catch important. Catch you guys next week. Uh, yeah. Think about that. Think about that. It's the most important. Let one. that dip in your cup. Yeah. Dip it like I almost did my phone mm. during the break. Thrown into the fire. Throw it right into the fire, which is my cold coffee cup because I've been letting it sit too oh, long. Oh, dude. I'm still drinking it. I think it's good. Yeah. It's like an iced coffee if you let it go on long enough. Yeah. People are like, oh, it's gross. It's cold coffee. People get iced coffee all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I like mm. whipped cream in mine. <sighs> you do. Yeah. All right, I'm but gonna... seriously. Though. Yeah, for sure. For Seriously. Uh, let's let's talk about Grace for here reasons. for a minute. Um, so, Bill, Grace, mm-hmm. it's important. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Yeah. Um, let's talk about that. Why is grace so important when understanding your Bible, when understanding your relationship with God, with Mm -hmm. Jesus, what he did, uh, all of this stuff, what comes to mind? I think definitely, you know, when, when we throw that word doctrine out, um, and maybe you've never heard that before, it's a teaching, it's a principle, uh, it's a discipline from the Lord. But really when we talk about grace, that follow through. So this principle is teaching this um, this uh, command from the Lord. It's it's really about from the source. And so grace, really just breaking it down, it is unmerited favor and kindness toward creation. It is unmerited kindness and favor towards creation. I would underline a word you just said, unmerited. Mm. I'm going to underline that. Yeah. As I knock into my microphone, uh, I'm going under- <laughs> to underline that. I think mm-hmm. that's the most important part of what you just said. Because mm-hmm. unmerited means what, Nick? Uh, it means that you, it, it was something that was not deserved. Mm-hmm. Something that was not deserved. Uh, if I go to the store and I'm grocery shopping and I'm just minding my own business, and then, wait, what? I see a bag of Kit Kats. And I buy those specifically for my wife because that's her favorite candy. Or Twix. She goes back and forth depending on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I buy those for her for no reason. That is unmerited. She does not deserve it. Mm-hmm. No matter where she's at, no matter her intentions, no matter her heart placement, no matter her thoughts, um, there is no control over that unmerited gift. Right. Yeah. And so with this grace, there are, there's, there's an understanding about this kindness and favor that rains down from the source. 
and really God is full of grace. I'll say that again. Mm-hmm. God is full of grace. It is in his character. He never misses accidents. He's always um, consciously understanding what is happening in the world, whether evil is present, whether good is present. Understanding this, God is separate from evil, but he rains down this grace. And there's this grace called common grace. And common grace is this natural grace on uh evil or good in the world so a good example rain you know when the earth is dry barren we're in bakersfield california for all you listeners it is hot it is spicy hot you are dripping and you're like lord please send the rain um just bam and like a drop on the tongue refreshes the soul. You get what I'm saying? So please, Lord, make it rain. This common grace, his common grace is I'm going to bring rain. I'm going to bring provision. No matter the deed, no matter the intention, mm-hmm. no matter what has been done, my earth will be nourished. All right. Uh, a common grace is also to provision of food. We are given also fun. We're given laughter. Mm-hmm. We're given thoughts. God has made us into creative beings to think. Um, mm-hmm. Whether you are, are evil or good, um, knowing this, there is a surrounding understanding, though, with this grace. You cannot produce grace from yourself. I'll say that again. You cannot produce grace from yourself. It must come from the source of Jesus Christ, and that is called salvation Grace. What do you mean, like, produce it? Like, you are considering yourself a source of grace. Interesting. Like, earning it, or? you? Yeah, you can try to earn it. Mm-hmm. You can try to build off of it. Um, if you really break it down, you have nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. Because you hunger for the dependence of grace because it comes from somewhere else, not Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And so salvation grace really does focus on Jesus. And Jesus is the one. And it's based off of his life, his death, his resurrection, his blood to forgive sins. Sin has separated us from God. And thus grace is the one who builds the bridge. Not us building the bridge to God, but God building the bridge to humanity through the cross and Christ's blood sacrifice of knowing we can't save ourselves, we can't produce grace, we can't earn grace, (laughs) we can't even become grace. There's only one who is full of grace and truth, as it says in John 1.14, and he gives his grace and kindness wisdom and understanding psalm forty six ten, be still which also means cease striving and know recognize understand that i am god i'm exalted among the nations i'm exalted in the earth is god exalted in dependent grace in you is jesus christ exalted in your life as dependent grace Basically, breaking it down, make it simple. You're like, okay, Bill, too heavy. (laughs) Do you hunger for grace through Jesus Christ, knowing you can't depend on anything else? 
That, that's a big deal. Well, I can, I can water, food. Yeah, that's common grace. But I'm talking about salvation. Now and forevermore, can you truly see life without God, without Jesus, without his grace, even after you die? Maybe you've never thought about that right now. Like, really, what happens to me after I die? Um, it's a big question. <laughs> but that's where grace comes in. And I love this Bible verse. And, Nick, you can uh, follow up with me because I am going very, very long. But I love this quote that Jesus says out of his own mouth in John eight thirty six. If the Son sets you free... You will truly be free indeed. Grace brings freedom. Grace mm -hmm. brings a future. Br grace brings newness. And grace brings a forgiveness that you can't really do in your own life. It only has to be lavished upon you. And it's numerous. And it comes from the source. And it's Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of this this grace understanding. Uh it's beautiful and it's holy. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's scary too. I think mm -hmm. sometimes it's like, are you, have you really forgiven me, God? Do you, are you, do you really have me after I die? Do you really have me now? Even when all my circumstances, I want to be in control or I want to take charge or I want to be better or I want to build grace. I want to earn grace. I want to, I want to, your grace isn't enough. I got to be in charge. Um, can I really forgive that person like you forgave people? Um, can I truly believe that you've made me new? The old is past, the new is, am I really a new creation? Am I identified as your son and daughter? I mean, it's scary. It is. It's a, but I, as it says in Ephesians 2 8 through 9, for by your grace you've been saved through faith. Mm -hmm. It's not by your own works. It's only by the doing of God. Yeah. Um, so, Bill, if you had to give the listeners bullet points to what you just said. Yeah. Uh, what would you say, like, two bullet points of why grace is so important? You're literally going to make me throw up in my coffee right now, I know. Nick. I like asking the hard questions. I think oh. I asked something similar to this when you were being interviewed at River Lakes. I asked you to, to describe like your youth ministry philosophy in like <laughs> 10 words or less. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember it, no. Yeah, I asked you to describe it in like a sentence. I obviously did a good job It was because a, I'm here still. It was totally a run-on sentence, but... It, it must was, have been grace. It was, it was, there was a... There was a lot of grace. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. It was a run-on I believe it. <laughs> Semicolon, please. Um, I would say, bullet point, you are not God. Mm. You need grace. Okay. Bullet point number two. Bullet point number two. His grace is sufficient, even when you're not. You need grace, and grace is sufficient. That's beautiful. That is a beautiful word right there. Mm -hmm. 
like the simplification. It's hard. It's hard. So, for me, when I think about grace, I uh, there's this great story by R.C. Sproul. Do you know? Have you heard of that guy? He's a stud muffin. Yeah, famous theologian. Um, check him out. Cool guy, and uh, he tells this story. Um, yeah, because he's a he's a teacher. He's a professor at a university, and he tells this story of. Um, you know, there's this one class that he was teaching and he has a really strict rule that if you turn in something late, you get a 0% on it. Really strict rule. So, um, you know, and he only has like three assignments in the whole class. They're, and they're that's like, pretty cool. They're like these giant papers. Oh, that never mind. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. woof. So um, first one comes around and everybody knows the rule. And R.C. Sproul is this really strict professor. Like, oh my gosh, if you don't turn it in, you know, you're, you get a zero. First paper comes around. Just about everybody turns it in on time. And there's like one or two people who are just like, oh my gosh, you know, I had this, I had that. I, I just wasn't able to get it in. Can I have an extension? Mm -hmm. He's like, well, you know about the rule, right? And they're like, yeah, I know about the rule and, you know, all this stuff. They're like, well, and you could still pass the class, but you'll have to get, like, perfect grades on the other one. He's like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. And, uh, you know, R.C. Sproul turns out as a big softie, and he says, okay. Well, you know what? This once, I'll let you turn it in late. And you could get full credit. Second paper rolls around. And <clears throat> a couple more people. You know, the story spreads around a little bit. R.C. Sproul is a big softie. Um, story starts getting passed around. A couple more people turn it in late. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we had this other class, and it was, it was hard, and, you know, we're just bogged down, and we just need more time. R.C. Sproul's like, okay. You know my rule, though, right? They're like, yeah, we know the rule. Okay, well, just so you know, like the last one, I expect to be turned in on time. Like, okay. Third paper comes around, last assignment. Like half the class doesn't turn it in on time. Half the class. And he, uh, R.C. Sproul is just like, okay, you know what? Everyone who didn't turn it in on time, you get a zero. You get a zero. And uh, one of the students raises their hand. You know, the, the class is outraged. Mm -hmm. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, and one of the students raises his hand and says, uh, Professor Sproul, um, that's not fair. Mm. That's not fair. Mm. And Professor Sproul looks at him and says, do you want fairness? And the students are like, yes. We want fairness. And R.C. Sproul's like, hmm, okay. Pulls out his briefcase. Uh, and the student who raised his hand was one of the students who uh, didn't turn it in on time the first time. So R.C. Sproul goes, out, goes into his briefcase, pulls out his paper, and he's like, did you turn this paper in on time? And he's like, oh, no. Like, okay, 0%. That's fair. Crumbles it up, throws it away. 
that's fair. And uh, class is just like stunned, like uh, because they realize, wait, that is fair. Mm-hmm. That is fair, and uh, you know he ends up using it because this is at a Bible college. He ends up using it as an opportunity to talk about the importance of grace. And uh, I think he ends up allowing the students to uh, turn in their paper late with, like, reduced credit or something. And, again, that's grace. Yeah, um, that is straight-up grace. And dude. his whole point in doing that was to communicate, when it, when it comes down to it, you don't want fairness. You really, really don't. Mm. Um, I think in American culture, we talk a lot about fairness you know when you think about sports well was that fair the ref made a call was that fair Mm. was that a fair call um you know there's the whole controversy with the astros right now yeah the dodgers sign stealing um is that fair are you allowed to do that is that fair are there wins legitimate now is that fair um, and so I think we talk a lot about fairness. We talk a lot about like, oh, everyone sh- has the right to vote. You know, women's suffrage. Um, is you know, is that is it fair for them to vote? Mm-hmm. Uh, should everyone be able to vote? Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone gets one vote. Doesn't matter how rich you are or how much land you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone gets one vote. Uh, is that fair? Mm-hmm. Um, we ask that question a lot. In, 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 in immigration. Immigration. Yeah. Should they be as, able to vote? Are uh, they allowed to? vote are they allowed to come over yeah is that fair is that fair um yeah you're you're touching a lot of good things with that word man so um our culture and even like what like what's a fair wage for somebody yeah that's a big talk right now because there's some people who make billions of dollars a year Mm -hmm. and then there are some people who have three jobs and they can barely support their family yeah so true uh you know what is fair there uh there's a lot of talk about fairness and so our culture, uh, American culture, is just steeped. Ah, uh, steeped. Mm. It's steeped. Steeping it up with Nick. Oh, shoot, man. Maybe we need a... Ring, ringtone. Yeah. Just ringtone. Just a ringtone? Yeah, just ringtone. Oh, man. Uh, continue. I interrupted. I got Sh- excited. Is it your ringtone or my ringtone? <laughs> it's your ringtone. Okay. If you record that for me, I will make it my ringtone. Okay. It was April 1st yesterday, so there's some opportunity for some shenanigans. Thanks for having grace with me. Yeah. But uh, I think in American culture, it really just, you know, I can even extend that to the world a little bit. People talk about what's fair all the time. And I think grace is so important because... When we're dealing with an infinite God, a God who is holy, like you said, which means he's perfect, he's righteous, he does the right thing all the time. Uh, He's set apart. Um, That's how perfect he is. He's holy. Um, He's all-powerful. And let me tell you what, you don't want fairness from him. You do not want fairness from him. Because what is fair 
with God. Uh, you know, he he created the Ten Commandments to tell the Israelites, here's what it looks like to follow me. You, you could look in your Bible, Exodus 20, um, and uh, I guarantee you, as you look at those, you have broken every single one. What, Nick? I've never murdered somebody. Yeah, you have. You've, you've murdered them in your heart. You've wished that someone was dead or gone. You've hated someone. You have absolutely murdered someone in your heart. Uh, like, I've never committed adultery. Yes, you have. With your eyes. In your heart. And you might have told yourself, man, if given the opportunity, I, I would do that. You've had those desires. You, uh, Every single person in the world has broken every single one of mm -hmm. those Ten Commandments. What about worshiping other gods? You're like, I oh. haven't worshipped other gods, and there's only one god, uh, so I worship him. No, you have. Uh, the god of money. Mm -hmm. The god of academics. The mm -hmm. god of success. Mm -hmm. The god of popularity. Uh, the god of... Um, sex. Sex, Yeah. Um, the god of comfort. Mm. You, you've worshipped those gods. Mm. Guaranteed. People have sacrificed at the altars of those gods. Um, every single one of those commandments have been broken by every single person in the world. And uh, you look at Romans 3. I mean, what what happens to someone who breaks these rules? And breaking these rules is sin. It's basically saying, I am going to do the opposite of following God. I'm going to do the opposite of being like him. Um, that's sin. And uh, what happens when you do that? Well, it's death. That's what is fair, is death. Um, and it, it goes back to the garden, Genesis 3. Like, you can... Adam, Eve, listen, you can eat from any tree that you want. Any tree you want, go for it. Except for this one. Any tree you want, except for this one. That, that's the one rule. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. And they did it. And uh, God said, like, if you do that, you're going to die. And they did it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Eventually they did die. Mm. They wouldn't have otherwise, which is mm. something crazy to think about. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it was grace that they didn't die on the spot. Mm. Some... You're talking about like a spiritual death. Yeah. Really, your lost connection with God in the garden. Mm -hmm. Nick, I always get this question from junior hires. I don't know about you in high school. I'm sure some adults wrote around too. Uh, I've had it thrown in my head. You know, why would God create a perfect garden um, <laughs> and say, hey, there's one tree that you can't do and yet everything's perfect. And like, I shouldn't have this one, uh, this one limitation mm -hmm. or one no. Right. Everything else is yes, but this one no, man, God must have a problem with us. It's God's problem or um, what is God thinking mm -hmm. to do such a thing? And I almost think it's, uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are. I almost think we get so focused on hearing no from God 
Um, mm-hmm. Why is that there when really we forget we had we had relationship <laughs> with God? Yeah, it, he walked as it said in Genesis. He walked in the first, uh, I think, three chapters. Uh, he walked with Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. but we're focused on. Well, I can't do that though. I don't know. What are your thoughts? I guess um, this grace thing. Uh, my thoughts are. We should talk about that next podcast. Mm. Tune in next time, please, for talking about why does why did what the heck is up with that with that tree? Yeah, that's a great podcast title, by the way. What the heck is what the heck is up with that tree, dude? I wonder if there was squirrels living the dream up in that tree. I wonder what kind of tree that was, man. What kind of fruit, shoe, mm-hmm. dude. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel like if we talk about that, we'll end up being here forever, forever, yeah. and then we'll forget about this topic of yeah. grace. I I like that we can ask these questions. Sometimes so, I feel important. like you listeners feel like you don't have these questions, which is a false narrative in your life. We have these questions. Um, pastors have questions. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, people in the church have questions, but we love just talking about it rather than suppressing or uh, ridiculing or judging. Like, this is a place where we can Mm -hmm. talk about it, so. Yeah, and uh, I I think it's okay to ask those questions. Yeah, to not know. I think the incorrect response would be to say, dude, you don't know everything about God? What 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 a what a doofus! Mm. You're such a doofus. Dang, dude. You know what, man? Now I don't want to go to church. Shoot. I don't really want to hang in your yeah. youth group or oh my gosh. your community oh, group done? or your life group. What have I done? Or your ignite oh, no. group or your oh, fire lit group oh, no. or your or even your congregation, gosh, man. It sounds it. like you oh, you guys really man. roll like this. Okay. Oh man. See that, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we need to be comfortable with asking questions. Um, even. You know, me and Bill, if we don't know something, we got to ask. Mm-hmm. Um, that's humility. Again, another podcast idea. Mm. Uh, you know, we'll talk about humility someday. Maybe two podcasts from now. We just planned our whole next week. Sipping and dipping with Nick. Drink a that hot coffee. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I want some more coffee. But... We're going to have to wait to brew. So we're going to talk about the Lord. I'm getting like a little House of Horror kind of vibe from you. And it's it's, it's making me... Am I the monster? uh, Not... I don't want to say it out loud. Oh. But at the same time, he has a part. It's true. I do like that musical. Yeah. yeah. And you're always a part of the play. The bigger plan. Um, (laughs) Well, anyways... (laughs) Uh, where were we? You, Let, let's say this. We were talking about the garden. Garden, grace, rebel, death is yeah, fairness. Rebellion. Yeah, right. I, the same question you gave me to wrap this up. What are the two bullet points about grace that you can give yeah. our listeners? Uh, okay, so this is what I would say. This is why it's so, 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 so important. Um, bullet point number one. You don't want fairness from God. You really, 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 really don't. Because fairness means death. That's bullet point number one. Bullet point number two. Um, gosh, this is why grace is so important. 
is because it's the opposite of fairness. From a righteous God, it's the opposite of fairness. And um, it's weird to say that we don't have a fair God, but we don't, and it's a good thing. We have a merciful God. We have a grace-filled God. And when you recognize... This is turning into a long bullet point. It's okay, semicolon. Semicolon. <laughs> uh, when you recognize what you actually deserve and what fairness is, that should push you towards Jesus. The idea, okay, that's my second bullet point. The idea of grace should push you towards Jesus. No, cancel that. The idea of grace will push you to Jesus. Super tasty. I feel like you saying that you're a monster. Like I feel like you're transforming into this. Like wait, slow down. You flower. said you said I was. A monster. I never said you that. said I, I was a monster. Never said that out loud. Someone's probably gonna cap this and be like, "You yeah. did." Yeah. There you um. Go. But I'm seeing like like this illumination behind the the monster and like just like like petals, yellow petals falling behind mm -hmm. you. Bam. You landed at home, man. Real talk. Yeah. So that's why me and Bill think grace is so important. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back and talk about where this has shown up in our personal lives, like this idea of grace, this doctrine of grace, uh, how it's impacted our personal lives. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to talk about some practical application like mm -hmm. how, how do you it's going to sound weird but how do you practice the recognition of grace mm -hmm. in your own life mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about that after we come back from the break and so we will be right back enjoy the beautiful music of us not singing on 95 2.5 the dip and sip with nick oh shoot Bill. i would i would tune into that I really would. Okay, we're gonna go for real now. <laughs> <laughs> What a break we had. Lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, sparklers were lit. Sparklers were lit. That's if you know, you know. You If you know, you know. Um, whatever the heck that means. Uh, but we're here. And so we're going to finish up our conversation today by talking about practical applications of just grace, the doctrine yeah. of grace. Uh, and what it's going to look like is we're going to each talk about where grace has shown up in our lives, mm -hmm. where we see it, where, you know, we've experienced grace. Mm -hmm. And then practically speaking, how do we show grace? How do we remember it? However you want to interpret that question. Mm -hmm. So, Bill, why don't you start us off? Yeah, um, man. What does that look like in your life? I think um, when we talk about grace, we talk about 
who is grace. And we talk about this grace that was given to us. Um, I think we talk about the, the word testimony and testimony is basically the story of God's story through you, through transformation by mm-hmm. the power, love and sacrifice and renewing and reconciliation of Jesus Christ. And so I'm not going to tell you my whole testimony. Everyone has a testimony, um, depending if they truly have given their lives, know the grace of Jesus Christ and claim it as, uh, as, as a new person because of his love. Um, and that's something that you got to decide along the way. But for me, how I've seen God in grace is, man, it, as Nick said, it's one, it is one of the most important doctrines of all. I'm not my own. I'll say that again. I'm not my own. Mm-hmm. I think of Galatians 2.20. It is not, no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Mm-hmm. Um, he has given his life away for me to live. I live my life now with a different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I live now with a different heartbeat uh, than I did have before mm-hmm. um, in regards to the things I believed about myself, about others, uh, scars, um, pains, worries, anxieties, stresses. Um, and even too, uh, my rebellion is now made new because I know Jesus is advocating and has pardoned me uh, because he took he took my sin. Uh, it wasn't fair for him to take that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that I should I deserve death for. But mm-hmm. um, man, there's a lot of grace that just keeps coming to me every day because of the person of Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm not my own. I'm His. Mm-hmm. That's that's a that's a grace thing uh, in my life, for sure. Yeah, I like that idea of you not being your own. I think there's a lot in our culture about being the self-made man and that everything you are is because of what you've done and what you've earned. And, uh, boy, Doctrine of Grace would really point towards not that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even, too, I mean... You know, there's a, there's a lot of things you listeners have gone through, a lot of things you have experienced, uh, maybe have have stepped into and don't know how to get out, or maybe you are choosing a rebellious path uh, in a way that is just not in accordance with how Jesus has a path for you, mm-hmm. and that's just reality. And I I want to encourage you. You know, for me, I. I knew about Jesus. I love, I love hearing about Jesus. Um, you know, I I was saved when I was at youth camp when I was in sixth grade, and mm-hmm. uh, but when grace started being taken advantage of, like, oh, okay, I can sin. Okay, no lightning striking me. Okay, I'm gonna do this. Oh, he's gonna forgive me. Okay, he's gonna forgive me. My heart really didn't. It wanted forgiveness, but it didn't change. So it's not really like mm-hmm. showing a forgiveness. Um, and so I kept doing the same thing over and over and over again. High school, um, really struggling with mm-hmm. identity, really mm-hmm. struggling with anger, really struggling, you know, with uh, football. I got to hit people legally. Uh, I mm-hmm. played on the football team and that was fun. 
Um, but even too, um, nothing could satisfy my mm-hmm. heart mm-hmm. and this grace that I took advantage of. I started realizing, you know, this is not just talk. This needs to be lifestyle. This, mm-hmm. this needs to like really change me from the inside out. Not me trying to look the part on the outside, having a fake grace. Um, and then inwardly, maybe looking kind of like a Christian a little bit, but really like, you know, I, I really do need this change. Mm-hmm. And so when Jesus was Savior, I, I really did need Jesus to really say to me like, okay, Bill, I need you to come to the end of yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're going to really know what my grace is going to be like. Mm. And it's not going to be easy uh, in the aspect of you're, you're, it's going to hurt a little bit for you, mm-hmm. but that's just ego. That's pride. Yeah. Um, you're going to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. You're going to be satisfied. Um, and I'm going to speak truth mm-hmm. through you. And so this grace in my life, at least in high school, for sure, and carried into college, um, I'd say my another bullet point would be this is, You will never be satisfied unless you come to the end of yourself mm-hmm. and realize you need the satisfaction mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thank the Lord mm-hmm. that he has redeemed me. And I want the vision and mission he has for people and for the broken, and for the lost. Yeah. Heck, even for the religious that's, that look the part but don't really know that grace. Um, that's <sighs> yeah. really Jesus. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Not hypocritical. And I know I fail. Mm-hmm. I fail so much. But I know that there's there's dependent grace, and it's mm-hmm. in Jesus. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a tough thing to talk about is like the difference between living a grace-filled right life and mm-hmm. a religious life because mm-hmm. there is a difference i think yeah there's a big difference um yeah it's kind of like you're touching on right now like law living by law and yeah. living by grace right and um, knowing that in galatians four fourteen, jesus fulfilled the law mm-hmm. he's the person of grace right and has made grace come alive but it goes back to the you know, idea of fairness where it's like, oh, shoot, there's a God, so I better follow him, and I'm going to follow all the rules, and I'm going to do everything perfectly. It's like, okay, well, maybe you've done that the past, like, you know, 10 years because of, you know, who Jesus is and because of who God is, you want to follow all the rules. Uh, and I think it can be easy to think, well, I've, I've certainly earned something here because I've worked so hard to do everything right. But boy, when you look back at your past, what were you like before? Um, what were you like before? You know, you think about uh, a murderer who like, yeah, I killed 10 people, but the past five years I've been really good, so I don't deserve any punishment. That's not how it works mm-hmm. at all. Um, but we do that with God, I think. It's like, well, I've been really good this week. Mm-hmm. So come on, God, mm-hmm. go easy on me. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this other caveat of like, I'm just so dirty. 
and so unclean oh, yeah. that I feel like I can't even come to him. Like, he doesn't want me at all. Like, there's the opposite effect, too. Yeah. There's no way God could ever want me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, almost like, I'm so unlovable. God, what, what would God want to do with me? Yeah. Um, there's a limit to his love. Yeah. It's. I would say it's the same problem, different side of the coin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where God is so great, he must love me. And he must do everything for me because I am so great. Mm. And then there's the opposite saying, I am so bad that God could never love me. And I think that's either underestimated. It's either overestimating yourself or underestimating God. One or the other. Definitely. We'll have to talk more about that during humility. Heck yeah, man. Man, that's such a good topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard one. What about you, man? Uh, for me? Yeah, how's grace kind yeah, of? Yeah, geez. So for me, the way grace kind of affects my life, um, I, I, man, it just goes back to Jesus. The more you recognize what Jesus did, or I, I guess I need to use I statements here. The more I recognize what Jesus did for me and the fact that he died this awful death and probably one of the worst ways ever conceived by man to die uh, being crucified and if you're like uh, how's crucifixion so bad just go look it up it's pretty brutal it's almost easter go look it up when we're recording this it's almost easter <laughs> um, so brutal it's really brutal you think about easter like ah, oh, happy bunnies and easter eggs and chocolate which are old. I would eat the bunny if it was made of chocolate oh. and Reese's. Like straight up. Oh, yeah. I would. I would just eat the normal bunny. Um, Roast that bunny. If it was a gummy bear, sorry, bro. You're not making it past my kitchen. He's dying. Oh, dude, he's done. <laughs> oh, he's cut up. I, I'm maybe replacing his head with another oh, you, you know, you, gummy. You that? Oh, you, dude, yeah, totally. A gummy bear replacement? A gummy bear replacement. Uh, believe it or not, this is actually a great segue into one of my practical applications. Yes. Um, so, but first, like, just for me, yeah, like, I, yeah, I just have to remember what Jesus did for me. Uh, and the fact that I don't deserve that. When, you know, you will watch TV shows where, you know, someone's about to walk in front of a car and then someone pushes them out of the way, uh, saves their life. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm indebted to you. You know, it's like, I have a life debt to you. Uh, you know, and there are some cultures where that's a big deal. Um, in America, it's like, oh, thanks for nothing. In fact, I'm going to sue you for pushing me over. <laughs> <laughs> it's so you, true. You know, uh, it's so sad. But like in oh. some other cultures, uh, yeah, Samaritan, good Samaritans have no place in American culture, I feel Golly. like. Did you know... Uh, just on that subject, uh, I took a lifeguarding class for some college credit. I never lifeguarded once my whole life, but I did take the class and I was certified for a time to be a lifeguard. I just did it for PE credit. Um, when you're a lifeguard and you see someone drowning in the pool, you have to call out to them and be like, excuse me, are you, do you need help? Can I come save you? And if they say no... You just have to wait. You're not allowed to save them because they can sue you. It's like a sermon, dude. Yeah. It's um, a straight up sermon right there. And in fact, what you have to do is wait for them to go under the water. 
and like basically go unconscious and then you can save them it's funny how people have to be in a place i guess to in a place of drowning to know that they need to be saved (laughs) or you have to give a response you have to give a response before saving when our god just rushes in knowing we don't know what we need right um or maybe understanding that we're drowning in a lot of different ways. Okay, man, we're really hitting a really good topic here. This is going straight into my personal application. Yes. Okay. So Ephesians 2, Bill brought this up earlier, um, and I think it's one of the... um, This is a key verse you have to know, or a key passage that you have to know about grace. I'll just read it to you. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins, in which you once walked. Uh, You're drowning in the pool. You're dead. And it's not a pool. It's like an ocean. You're in the middle of the ocean, and you're drowning. No one's coming to save you. And there are sharks everywhere. This is what sin does to you. And you're drowning in it. And the worst part is uh, what we do what people do when they're drowning in their sin a lot of times they say i'm fine yeah i'm stuck in the middle of the ocean yeah there are sharks everywhere i'll handle this myself that's what sin makes us do makes us think that we can make all the decisions and save ourselves that's why that first verse is so important Mm. Uh, in which you once walked following the course of this world following the prince of the power of the air the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh carrying out the desires of the body in the mind and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind that was us drowning in the ocean of sin Mm. and then the best but in the whole Bible, in my opinion. I can't believe you just said the best, but... Uh, when I was doing junior high ministry, uh, that always got a lot of laughs. It's amazing. Yeah. It still makes me smile. You know, like, what happens when you see a butt in the Bible? <laughs> I would ask them that. And some of the high schoolers who were in junior high when I was in there, they still know the right answer. But, like, it's there's a total, like, tonal shift when you see a butt. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like real life. When you see a butt, things change. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Can't even handle uh, trying to keep like, my... Like if you're Face if you're getting centered. married and like the groom's pants like the belt breaks and falls down and you see his butt like the wedding's ruined. Oh my god! You're 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 trying to have this I nice moment. Can't and the butt ruins it. So it's, things are going Ugh. great. You see a butt and it's ruined. Funeral. Funeral. It's a sad moment. It's really sad. The pastor's up there. He's given the eulogy and his belt breaks. And pants fall down. Gosh, yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit funnier. It's, I can't handle this. <laughs> uh, oh, but anyways, verse four, but God, you're drowning in sin. And then there's a tonal shift, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with, with which he had, uh, oh my gosh, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, drowning in our sin made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. That's it. It's by grace we've been saved. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nothing that I've done. It's nothing that I've earned. 
by all rights, I should be dead mm-hmm. in my sin, eaten up by the sharks. Mm-hmm. And God came and saved me. Mm. And uh, so that's like one of my practical applications is that mindset is knowing that I don't deserve to have this life, this spiritual life in God. I don't deserve it at all. I didn't do anything to earn it. That's grace. It's something I don't deserve. It's a gift. And then second application too um, is what you were talking about with the gummy bears, how you like you bite off the head and you like put it on another one like a weird Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what's happened to my heart is it's it's a heart transplant um and i don't know if you've ever seen pictures of a heart transplant but it's pretty gross there's guts everywhere um it's a huge mess and uh the process of getting jesus's heart transplanted into me is a messy messy thing Mm -hmm. Um, i'm still going to fail i'm still going to be a mess um, and so grace is not a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and recognizing that, like, oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I trust in Jesus, and I got the grace. So I got it, and it's over and done. That's not how it works. It's this ongoing, constantly I need grace, because I'm just not perfect, Bill. I'm not perfect. I don't know about you. I look at your face, and I'm like, man, that might must be a perfect man. Distorted. Distorted. Yeah. But I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect in my thoughts. I'm not perfect in my actions. And I need grace. And having that mindset of how much I need it um, should lead me to want to give that grace to other people. Because when I recognize just how sinful I am in my own ocean and sharks of sin um, and what God has done for me with that heart transplant I should want to give that to other people mm-hmm. that's hard mm-hmm. but then it it's also a reminder like I did this to God you know I rebelled against him you talked mm-hmm. about this mm-hmm. I rebelled against him I said skip you God I'm gonna do whatever the heck I want I've I've rejected him and it hurts to be rejected as a person when someone looks at you and says, yeah, you suck, Nick. You suck a lot. Mm-hmm. That hurts. But to have the heart of grace to say, you know, you're right. <laughs> I do suck. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. And I'm sorry about that. And, you know, forgiveness is big. And we're supposed to forgive like God forgave us. Mm-hmm. And it all comes from grace. And if it was something we earned, we would say, I'll forgive you, but you need to, you know, give me 10 bucks. Mm. It's almost like Jesus has taken the but. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, you want to say but. I want to say but. Like, I love you, but. I give you grace, but. I forgive you, but. And really, it's like, I, I have... I just forgive you because Jesus took the butt. It's more like he turns it into an and. I forgive you and I love you. Whoa. Yeah. I forgive you and I took care of it. 
So for the listeners out there in podcast land, uh, I would want to challenge you just to self-reflect a little bit and ask yourself, like, have you considered grace? Are you striving for fairness in your life? And is that bleeding into your relationship with God? Are you trying to earn his blessings? It's a good word, man. Yeah. It's a really good word. I hope, you, I hope you guys let that sink yeah. throughout the day today, throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Don't move too pa- Don't move too fast <laughs> from it. <laughs> too past. Too past. That's what happens when you talk too fast. I was too past. You were too fast. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Is that what Caleb's gonna be like when he's talking? Dude, he's talking while he's sleeping, and wow. it's messing with my heart and mind and i just can't handle all of it at the same time but i love him oh i love that i love him and i'm for him no but that's see that's a beautiful picture that's like god's grace for us mm-hmm. we're barfing all over our dogs <laughs> we're we're making a huge mess you're, you're barfing everywhere your sin is literally spewing out of your mouth <sighs> Because that's how much there is. Um, your the ocean I was talking about is your own barf, and God said, "Let me grab you out of that." And He sticks His hand in and He picks you up. Hmm. Hashtag saved from the barf. It's good. The doctrine of grace in the picture of barf. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. So, Bill, uh, bef- before you give us the hashtag for today, mm-hmm. um, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I um, I mean, guys, I, I really do mean this. Uh, when, what Nick just said, just let it sit. Just let it sit and um, chew on it, reflect on it, go on a walk, uh, just meditate on it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't move too I almost said past again. Don't move <laughs> too fast from thinking that you don't need grace or subconsciously thinking, well, I don't need it or mm-hmm. desire it. Um, it has to be like breath. It has to be like water. Um, mm-hmm. It has to be necessity. It has to be priority. I think some some things I want to lay on the table for you is um, – with those things of how we can practically give grace um, or receive grace, these are some four freedoms that I wish mm. someone taught me when I was younger. Um, and I'm just learning them now as an adult. And I'm probably going to still be learning these uh, every single day is, um, man, have grace and the freedom of being different. Don't, don't, Try to have pride in being different. I think that's a false world narrative. But there is grace in being goofy. There is grace in being bizarre, being strange, being quirky, um, being being weird. Uh, there is grace in knowing that regardless of worrying what people are thinking about you at church or uh, just maybe even in your home, in your home you feel like a loser. Um, mm. I just want to encourage you. Jesus is pleased. Um, 
there's a Bible verse that says he knows every hair on your head. He made you. He loves who you are. Um, it's okay. Enjoy how God enjoys you. So the freedom to be different, the, the grace to be uh, free and being different. The second one is the grace to be free and being vulnerable. And sometimes we don't feel like we can share feelings or emotions. Maybe someone has told us your feelings or emotions don't matter or shove them down. Uh, I want to encourage you. You don't need to fear these feelings or emotions. Um, you don't need to feel attack, attacked. You don't need to feel tri- uh, trivialized about it. Um, your God's got you. He's mm-hmm. made you with emotions. He's made you with feelings. Um, know that when you have these, turn to someone that can honorably walk through life with you and listen to you and and affirm you and show you Jesus um, when these feelings, when you want to bare your heart. But know this, if you don't have anyone right now, and that's okay, you have a heavenly father in heaven who mm-hmm. wants you to bear your heart every single moment, every second of the day. And he'll always be there. So the freedom and the grace to be vulnerable. Um, the third, the freedom and the grace to be uh, candid. And what this kind of means mm. is knowing that uh, you and your relationship with Jesus can be frustrated. Mm-hmm. I'll say that again. You can be frustrated in your relationship with Jesus. You can get angry in your relationship with Jesus. You can be hurt in mm-hmm. your relationship with Jesus. I'll even say this. Um, you might be embarrassed or humiliated, but I will say this to you. Jesus never is embarrassed of you. He's mm-hmm. never wa- It has an intention to humiliate you. He never wants to... Uh, throw you to the wolves instead in Hebrews 12 15 it says see to it that no one misses the grace of God that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble or defile many Um, God wants you to vocalize Mm -hmm. what is within you uh, to share your anger to share your hurt your frustration for your bitterness not to grow Mm -hmm. he does hear that he doesn't want your bitterness to grow he wants to meet you where you're at your emotions your feelings, your candidness with people, um, your doubts, your questions, your whys, they don't overwhelm God. I'll say that again. God's not overwhelmed by you. So I'm going to say this in a loving and respectful way. Humble yourself. He's exalted above you. He is the exalted one. He can handle what the ant has to say to the human that's like staring down or even amongst kneeling down to you to listen. Just know that. So the grace to be to have the freedom to be candid. And lastly, the fourth one, the grace and the freedom to make mistakes. Whoa. <laughs> what, Bill? We can make mistakes? Uh, this is a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle all the time. We make mistakes in judgment. We make mistakes in saying, thinking, feeling inappropriate things. We make mistakes in lowering our standard. We compromise our relationship with God to uh-huh. fit the bill of the world. I said, Bill, put me there too. You abandon your standards about God. Mm. You abandon your standards that God says about himself in his word. 
you ally with the evil one and those that are led by the evil one and you struggle more and you wonder why am I in this situation grace true grace offers discipline correction mm-hmm. there is a holy respect you're defined by it it's not defined by you you need rest- re- restoring you need growth and in this time of making mistakes you have the freedom of knowing that when you fall it's okay mm-hmm. maybe you're in a home right now and i think i had a hard time growing up where i fell a lot and it wasn't okay mm. There are consequences when you fall, but God is not defined by your your failings or your mistakes or fallings. Instead, his grace just keeps overflowing. And truly, if you rest in the freedom of Jesus, he's the one that always chooses you to pick you back up. Mm-hmm. If you want him mm-hmm. to pick you back up, mm-hmm. just know that. So resting in these four freedoms, the freedom to, in the grace of, of being different, the freedom and the grace of being vulnerable, the freedom and the grace of being candid, and the freedom and the grace to make mistakes. And we can show this to others because it has to start with being done inside of us Mm. and having that relationship with Jesus. So Mm -hmm. that's what I leave with you guys. Word. That is a good word. So hashtags for today. Let's hear the bass drop. Hashtag cover me in your grace Mm. like a blanket on a comfy day when it's raining it's cloudy you got the moon maybe it's nighttime maybe you got the sun it's covered because the clouds are there the rain is falling and in that maybe you're feeling apathetic you're feeling lazy you feel like you need to be comforted i want to give you an understanding in first corinthians one it talks about the God of all comfort wants to lay a blanket on you. Instead of a comfy, chinchilla-covered, baby, little monkey, don't kill monkeys, by the way, uh, fur that's covering you, where you think it's going to be everything you need, let the blanket of grace cover you in such a way that you can't outrun the grace. You need it. Mm. You hunger it. You thrive in it. And in that, whether you know it or not, and knowing how to rest and receive, you kind of loosen up in your body, your mind, your thoughts, and you take a nap, knowing that grace covers you. This grace matters. Hashtag covered in grace. Hashtag covered in grace. I'm going to throw in a hashtag there, too. Do it. Hashtag you can't clean the barf out of your life. Mm. You can't do it. It's everywhere. You, the only way, like, the barf is, like, in your clothes, all of your clothes. You barfed into your clothes drawer in your closet. It's everywhere. And the only way you could be clean is through a shower, baptized in water. Mm. You baptize your heart. You barfed, like, on your heart, and you need a new one. It's ruined. 
drip 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 that's the barf it's dripping everywhere there's so much of it oh my gosh there's so much there's so much it's everywhere oh my gosh and you need it <laughs> keep repeating this. and i'm like that's a lot it's a lot um i think of the goonies when chunk is talking about making the fake barf and he dumps it over like the balcony in the movie theater and he's just like huh, huh. and then everyone in the audience starts barfing everywhere um and like the burglars are just like i love this kid this is love- great <laughs> um and it, he's just like admitting everything he's ever done. Uh, that's God. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. That's God. God uh, is. Uh, this is good. This is weird. But God is the burglars, the the villains, the counterfeiters. No sense. Uh, from the Goonies, because they loved Chunk. <laughs> and they're like, I'm, I I like this kid, even though he barfed on everybody. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so hashtag <laughs> chunk life. Hashtag life. chunk life. Hashtag, hashtag chunky barf life. <laughs> Sick. Oh, yeah, so there it is. Uh, we talked about Grace and um, we love you guys. And um, feel free to tag, share, uh, send this out. We want to make sure that uh, we can be able to connect you guys, engage you guys, mm-hmm. and intentionally. Uh, you know, know where you guys are at. So, yeah. You know what? Cha. Bill, we have an email. Yeet. That's right, Bill. You heard me. Mm-hmm. We have a email. It's fresh. It's brand new. We made it during the break. It is the dip and sip podcast at gmail.com. Now, Bill, um, why would anyone want to send us an email? Uh, great question, Nick. Uh, it's a perfect time for you to dip into what we're talking about and sipping on what we're sipping on. Uh, we want to hear about what exactly you guys are wrestling with, with God's word, um, questions wise, mm-hmm. but also to interacting, connecting, engaging, and intentionally observing um, some things that maybe we just need to bring to light and discuss rather than uh, kind of just throw to the side or just kind of suppress. So we we want to be present with you. If you want to connect, we're here. Mm-hmm. We're here. And uh, if you have a question and you're like, man, I don't get why this is in the Bible. What the heck is up with that tree? <laughs> Great question. It could, the question can be posed like that. And just know there's no judgment. There is no uh, like scrutiny. Like, <laughs> hey, Bill, this this dummy asked what the heck's up with this tree. <laughs> What, what a what a dumb I'm dumb. that dummy, dude. What a dumb dumb. I no, am. yeah. So uh, send us your questions. Send us the topics you would like to hear us topic, uh, top topic about talk about top talk about yeah talk talk about the topic. Yeah, we're going to top the talk about the topic. Mm. We're going to top it with talk. Mm. Yeah, whipped cream uh, son. Yeah. So if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have. Uh, any thoughts or ideas or any encouragements too i mean that, that goes a long way too we're human yeah so that we, matters believe it or not we are human i am not a giant talking plant from little shop forers that's interesting because i feel like i don't have a belly button so that's interesting that you're the plant and i have no belly button yeah. so that's cool but you said no Let, let's just be real here though we're just a couple of weirdos yeah <laughs> 
We're just a couple of weirdos who love Jesus. I it doesn't, love ma- Jesus, it doesn't matter That's if it. we're a plant or if we're a belly buttonless freak. Hashtag fool for Jesus. Hashtag weirdo for Jesus for life. Hashtag don't do, do don't get too close where I'll bite your head off. Oh, dude. Hashtag chunk fest. Hashtag chunk fest. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so look forward to seeing your emails. Love you guys so much. And uh, we're going to dip out of here. Adios. Take care, guys. Much love.